Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. Hey guys, it's Matt Haycox here, and today I've got James Beveridge with me, who is one of London's top virtual reality specialists. And this is part of my new weekly segment, where each week I try and bring you a specialist in their field, quite often an unusual field, where we can learn something new and hopefully find applications for your business for it. So James, thanks for being here, buddy. Well, thanks very much for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all about virtual reality and yeah. its, its many applications. Well, it's, been a, it's been a fun journey over the last sort of four, four or five years or so to get to this point, and yeah, happy to share my learning learnings at this point. Well, just, I guess just before we kind of get into, uh, we've got some tech here to use, I guess, but just before we get into that, can you just tell me a bit about, about you, your background, and kind of how we got to where we are today? Yeah, so I'm James Beveridge, MD of Pebble Studios. Uh, we are a, a film animation and immersive technology studio. I've uh, been going for eight years, and uh, the, 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 the virtual reality and the immersive technology side of our of our business really launched around five, four or five years ago, uh, during which time it was Oculus who were one of the main players in the market. We already had 3D animators in the studio and thought, well, look, let's have a go at this technology, let's see if we can make something of it. Turns out it wasn't as, as big a stretch as we thought at the time. And, uh, and really at that, that point, it was about trying stuff out. It was about testing ideas, testing content. And it's been a journey since then to get to a point where it's a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, better quality, I think it's a better experience. I think most importantly, probably a better use of the technology. We're not just using it for tech's sake anymore, but we're using it where it's having a real impact. And, and prior to the VR and the tech, so obviously you're an animation studio um, historically. Um, what, I mean, what kind of applications for animation? Who would a typical client be? What kind of? So we're working both with marketing agencies um, and advertising agencies across London and across the world, um, but also with brands directly, predominantly in the, sort of the B2C space. Uh, technology, entertainment, sports, um, fashion, etc. Yeah. So VR, um, you, you decided to bring bring it into the mix. Uh, tell us about it. Um, we 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 started looking at VR mainly because we, we just love innovation. Uh, with something came at this technology came along. First time we tried it, we just thought this this is something different to what we'd ever experienced. Now we knew there'd be a certain amount of R and D and a certain amount of sort of testing to see how well it worked but there was there was nothing else like it that we had tried where you were fully taken away from the world you're in and transported to somewhere completely different um, and I think when you realize you can have that kind of immediate connection with an audience you, 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 know, you know there's value in it it then comes down to what kind of content works and just to be clear is, is the tech have you developed the tech or do you develop the applications for the we, we develop the content for the technology so there's a number of players out there oculus is one of the ones we've got here with us this is actually one of the sort of really accessible headsets, only uh, 200 pounds or so at the moment. You can preload content onto it as well as access content online. So, so, so who would a typical uh, purchase of this be? This would be you know, the, kid, the kid at home who wants to play a game or the, or the, the, the adult who's... Yeah, I would say this is your, uh, um, 
it's probably a slight step above entry level in that it is a good quality piece of tech. It would be for a kid at home who's just interested in having you know, virtual experiences, but it might also be for business purposes where you don't want to over-invest in the, in the hardware and in the units. You might want multiple units for perhaps salespeople, that kind of thing, um, without having to overstretch yourself. Now, if you're getting into the really high-end stuff, you need powerful PCs, um, you can have haptics and you'd be far more immersed in the experience. But this is a great great sort of entry level and, and it's got a good screen, it's got a good feel to it. And, and what are the business applications that you're typically seeing? I, I guess to me, you know, the things that immediately would jump to mind would be you know, property developers being, being able to show a, you know, show a client or show a bank around, you know, around a potential scheme or, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, if, 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 it's, if it's a more um, complicated product that, you know, that you're not quite ready to touch and feel yet, you know, you could experience it in that manner. Is that... I think that's I think that's spot on. I think I would say those those sort of examples would be uh, what we might think of. I would, I would say they're the they're the quite um, sort, they are quite uh, understandable examples, almost quite obvious ones. In that you're taking your, taking someone from a, one place, putting them in somewhere completely new. I think architecture is a really good example. It's quite hard to imagine what it would be like to be in and, in and around a building from just a kind of screen visual or a, or a, you know a piece of print. Um, put a headset on and you can be transported into that environment and that's true of things like travel um, certainly as you say architecture and, and, and uh, property development but it, get, it actually gets quite interesting when you look at business as a whole because um, it isn't always about just taking some, someone, someone somewhere new it's also about giving them an experience they're not used to and if you think about sales as being an opportunity to differentiate yourself um, if you're at say a trade show or you're in a high value uh, customer meeting and you allow people to put a headset on they are going to remember that experience probably more so than anything else in their, in their day um, you know trade shows we see, see being very very popular um, you might be given, say, a th- you know, three or five meter square space. Well, how do you kind of blow the doors off that space and take people into somewhere completely different and blow their minds when everyone else has just got a pop-up tent? You know, that's the kind of place where it really does start to hold value. Now, I guess as fantastic as it sounds, it also sounds fantastically expensive. I mean, how, how, how accessible is this for, you know, for, for a small business? I think uh, it, it is accessible. As I say, the headsets are increasingly accessible. Um, the camera kit, if you're looking to do a film, is very accessible now. Um, the GoPro Fusion would probably classify as one of the best um, relatively basic pieces of kit. Shoots fantastic quality film. Well, and this is, this is something that a business can shoot themselves. That they, 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 yeah. don't, they don't need to go via you to make, you know, to make them a, a production? There is, there's a, there is a level of production that you can do yourself. Um, there's certain types of stitching software. So um, essentially what you're doing is you're creating a where you might normally think about a film as being on a 16 by 9 screen in front of you, what you're really doing is you're creating a sphere all around you, which requires in in post-production to stitch that footage together so it makes that perfect sphere. That used to be quite tricky. It's getting easier, the software is getting better. Um, The the basic level of filming can be done um, at a relatively amateur level, but, but I think there is a challenge in that that content is increasingly prominent and if you really want to stand out, then you, you need to be looking at things like kind of moving camera rigs, perhaps, you know, whether that's on drones or on sort of certain kind of moving, um, moving rigs. Uh, but also you might want to look at CGI. How do you, how do you make that uh, 360 environment uh, come to life with the added overlays of animation, uh, CGI, etc., or create entirely CGI experiences from scratch? You know, that's where it gets really quite interesting. 
And uh, I mean, how long have you how long have you actually been putting business applications out there now? About four years. Really? Yeah. So the first kind of year or so was very much in the R and D phase, uh, working out how, uh, what kind of camera moves work, what kind of experiences work. Um, I think in particular, it's it's taking yourself away from thinking it think of it thinking of it like a normal piece of film, and imagining it imagining it more like a piece of theatre. Um, thinking about that full 360 experience and how you're encouraging people to look around, explore, and navigate that environment. And that was really what the first stage was about. And, and now it's very much looking at, as you say, different business applications and applying those ideas. I mean, have you got something you can show me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, so we've got a project on here which we did. <laughs> interesting one. It was for a uh, pharmaceutical brand who actually manufactured catheters. Not an easy product to sell. It's quite a catheter. Uh, so it's uh, how uh, how, do, how do I describe a catheter? It's, that, it's, it's like it's a. Not, it's not that, th that thing that you push down your belly, is it? <laughs> it, it? It's it's kind of yeah. yeah. I think it's if you're having sort of blood, if you have sort yeah. of bladder problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's like a so a catheter is like an external bladder. Okay. Effectively, I mean, don't hold me to the specific definition, but it's but that's the, that's the, the general context. And, and of all the content you thought to have brought and today, all you, the you, content you, you, I thought you brought me a I'm virtual reality catheter. Exactly. <laughs> We've done all sorts of stuff, um, you know, high end entertainment and uh, kind of mobile phone technology, among other things. And I thought I'd bring you a catheter. Experience. Okay. But I think what that does is it shows you the uh, varied applications. The, the varied applications. So. Exactly. Um, and so, so what's quite interesting about this project is what we wanted to do was capture the the uh, the state of mind that a catheter user goes through when they're actually using the product, which is which is. I'm already feeling pain, and I've not even got the headset. Exactly, on. It's, it's painful. <laughs> there's a real heightened sense of anxiety, and actually, you know, watching a film often doesn't quite convey that sense of anxiety. We create an experience which doesn't specifically go through the use of a catheter, but it takes you through the mindset of that. And we've done it through the through the concept of using a high dive. Um, diving board okay. uh, where you, you, you basically as you kind of go up the diving board you kind of there's a, there's a voiceover in your head talking through um, the parallels between that experience you go through when you're diving off a very high diving board but also what catheter users go through well, it on a daily like basis it sounds like my two worst nightmares I'm, I'm, I'm on, the, on the top of a diving board while someone's meddling with my tackle <laughs> correct it's, uh, it's, it's I can't wait to get you in the headset okay <laughs> strap me up <laughs> um so how do we do that? And will the guys at home be able to be able to? What will they experience? Just me, me looking weird? Or? Yeah. So they will. will will have some sort of um, shots of your actual experience as well. Oh, fantastic. Let me. What I'll do is I'll just prep this for you. Just while while James is doing that, I mean, I guess you know, for, for me, you know, the biggest take home from the last ten or fifteen minutes is you know the the different you know finding different ways to get your business out there and and you know different different ways to showcase what it is that you've got to offer. Obviously, for anyone who watches a lot of my content, you know, this is something I'm always talking about. You know, how can you be different? How how can you build an audience, you know, even if that means, you know, you're, you're creating polarizing situations, you know, where people love you or hate you, you know, you want people to very much re remember your experience. I mean, slightly unrelated, but uh, I mean, when I send emails, you know, I, I use a piece of software out there called BombBomb. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sponsored by them in any way, but I, I, I tell, tell the story because it's very 
very much like this. And and, and effectively what BombBomb is, is um, it's visual email so that uh, you can Im embed videos, uh, you know, m m mini 10 second gifts, etc., within your emails. And uh, you know, it's something that nobody else is really doing. And I know that when I've got an email that I want to send that, you know, that sends with impact, uh, then, then this is something that I send it from. And I guess, you know, for me, the virtual reality sounds very much the same as that. You know, if you're a developer, all the developers out there, you know, they've got A4 paper, they've got they've got models that they're building. But you know, if you if you can get somebody in there um, and you know and have them remember remember you, then um, that's the name of the game. All right. Are you ready? To, yeah, ready? yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get cathetered up. Yeah, you are. Might have to um, actually. I'll put the headphones in as well. It should start auto playing once you've got that on. How's that? It's so, can you see the? Does it say the dive? Yes, yeah, it's a dive okay. three sixty. So, hold, get, so guys, ooh, guys at home, just so you know, I'm I'm going to kind of talk you through know. what I can what I can see, and uh, and when we when we cut this up for you guys to watch, hopefully we're going to be able to put the images on the screen that I'm seeing right now. So, um, so yeah, let's do it. So please adjust the focus on your headset and ensure the volume is turned up. Is it all? Is it in focus? Yeah, yeah, it's all in yeah, focus, all good. Fine, so what do I press, what do I do? Is there a see the play button? No. Is it, um, uh, oh, there's a play button now. Okay. How do I get to it? No, press the, this trigger here. Yeah, yeah. So it says... Press play. Oh, uh, right, you've got to be on play, haven't you? There you go. It's doing it now. One minute, two... You're in a corridor. No, it's not. It's not coming on. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no! It's starting. I can hear noise. I mean, the the doors are opening. Do the white lights coming. People do this every day. I already feel like I'm moving. This. How's that look around? I feel sick. I can hear a guy telling me that he feels sick. <laughs> that's how I feel of it. Wow. How am I going to get through this? So when you guys see Just this, I'm at the bottom with. of the diving board, climbing up. Yeah, I mean, you can completely get the get the sense of height. What if it doesn't get easier? What if I make a mistake? What if I get what the wrong angle? Up again? What if I hurt myself? What if I just don't? So I'm looking I forward to the diving do it. board here. See the pool below. I mean, no you, one you can, do can this really get a complete feeling of everything. Oh, oh god, we still got. I thought it was about to jump. Yeah, We're great. taking me higher. Whoa! Surely not. There's no way. There's just no way. There's. There's no turning back now. So I'm looking over the diving board. I mean, you, you, you really feel, you, know, you feel a sense of nerves, don't you, as you jump in? I've made That's it. That's a relief. That's, That's mega. I'm, 
It's really cool. I'm... So in the business application of that with the catheter thing, what, 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 where is it? Have the doctors got it or something for um, to, to give to prospective patients? So they were actually using it at um, uh, at conferences. Yeah, yeah. So they were bringing technology to conferences and showing people, uh, just giving people a, a deeper understanding of the product and also the customer and what they have to go through. Because um, I think it's, they're quite they're quite misunderstood. A lot of them actually are uh, people who've had motorbike accidents, um, and they have a lot. There's a sort of commonalities between how they all feel about having to use the catheter every every day. And so that was I think it was a, it was as much as thing it's about as much as anything it's about getting the um, the buyers to really understand the audience and realise what they go through and how important getting a, the right product is. Mm. Yeah. So this one takes you to. Uh, it's slightly less invasive, is it? <laughs> yeah, this, this is a. So, can you see? Point your controller forwards and press the Oculus button to enter. Oh yeah, hold. I think you have to hold it. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So you're on a flying yeah. over a distillery. I'm not flying. Do I need to press play or something? Yeah. I'll put these in your ears. Is that? Are you flying that? The island of Ireland, yeah. off the rugged I'll west coast of Scotland. Is home to no less than eight working whiskey distilleries, and the oldest of them all is Bull Moore. So, did, did you guys film this and you yeah, so this is use filmed. a drone or something? Yeah, yeah, so that was, was filmed with a drone. Single um, Scotch whiskey. I mean, it's Today, mega how you've got the full 360 and everything, isn't it? Number one vault. So, so, when you're flying the, the drone, has that, has that got multiple camera angles that's shooting, shooting all at once? Yeah, that's right. And then you stitch them together. As the oldest Scotch maturation warehouse in the world, this has seen little yeah, change you've got your narrator since it there. was built. In yeah, I've got a narrator, got some chubby chap digging out oats or something. The number one <laughs> yeah, vaults right, are yeah. truly unique, but, uh, and unlike anywhere else in the world. That's at Barley, yeah. Guy digging coal. <laughs> yeah. Within. It, doesn't, it doesn't look like he loves his job. This is where the final, and some would say most important, part of the whisky-making process takes place. Maturation. They say that distilleries make spirit, but wood makes whisky. At Bowmore, we meticulously select the finest oak casks. So, 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 I mean, what we would be the realistic cost for a business, you know, to, to, to be able to be able to deliver a finished piece of visual like this? Fifty-four years. Um, I mean, we've done projects anywhere from around sort of £10,000 up to £200,000. So it really does depend on the amount of the, the, the style of the project. If you're doing a CGI uh, versus film, where the locations are, number of shoot days, um, it does vary quite significantly. Um, and then if you start to weave in interactivity, typically then you're having to create uh, some kind of native app, which has a, a, sort of a level of, sort of development time incurred to that. And what's the specific application for this, um, for this whiskey, whiskey one? 
Yeah, so that was used in global travel retail, so at airports, that kind of thing, taking people away from that everyday sort of, or that, or that sort of this fairly mundane experience of being in an airport and taking them away to the, to the rugged island of Ireland, Scotland, to they get a real, you know, when they're, before they uh, taste the whiskey, they get that feel of where it's from, understanding the process, the, the heritage, um, the sort of time and the care that goes into the production of this ancient place, of these precious liquids, and of over cool. 235 years of maturation heritage, passion. I get the gist, but <laughs> no, it's, it's very impressive. So obviously I've, I've just seen a couple of, uh, you know, I guess very different styles of projects on there, you know, and, and different lengths. How, how long is the process beginning to end, you know, from a client coming to see you and then, you know, having a finished package like that? I'd say, yeah, on average, we're looking at somewhere between six to eight weeks. But, you know, you can turn the, uh, the kind of the, um, the, the cheaper end of the scale. You can probably look to turn something around in three weeks. Uh, but equally, we've done projects that have lasted for about three months as well. So it really depends on, uh, there's, not, there's not really a kind of one size fits all. In the same way of, of all kind of film and animation production, depends how long the project is and how complex it is as to how, how long you need. Okay. So uh, if, we, if we're talking to the viewers at home who, who are looking to have some kind of take-home tips from today, if we had to pick your top three tips or your top five tips, you know, whatever that may be, for you know, how, how a, a business today, you know, ideally a small business today, can apply virtual reality you know, to, to, to mm. their business model and, and hopefully you know, use it to take their pro you know, profitability to the next level, um, what, what, what's, your, what's your advice? Well, I think it's a really, really good question um, because a lot because virtual reality is quite misunderstood, and I think initially everyone assumed that it would uh, we'd all end up living in this virtual world, and there'd be a headset in every house, and kids would never sort of experience reality again, and and that hasn't happened. And I think the people in the industry knew that wasn't going to happen because you know the real world is great as well. So we've got to make sure if we're going to take people to the virtual world, there's a good reason for it. Um, and I think what we would say is that in the business. For a business case, it's about understanding the context. And if you are looking for, say, mass awareness of your business, then virtual reality probably isn't the right the method for you. You're much better off looking at a, a content strategy, for example, that you can um, target your 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 target your your key audience. Um, through so, so we're but, saying that virtual virtual reality much much better suits let's say one-on-one you know, -on -one, not, not so much relationships but you know, one-on-one -on -one, yeah. one interaction where you're looking to build a much stronger bond with a, with a smaller number of people that's ex that's exactly right nearer to that point of conversion we would say so really high value meetings are very good for it um, it's the sales environment whether that's sort of trade shows or events very good for it as well um, that's particularly, you know, when we're looking at the business side, you know, we've, we've produced virtual reality experience for uh, agricultural products, for pharmaceutical products, for property products, um, where, as you say, it's that high value customer interaction where it's worth going a little bit further to, to invest in this kind of technology. I, mean, I guess I'm, I, while you were talking, I was thinking of applications in my head and was, as well, this, this would be, per, I mean, perfect for anyone building something bespoke, really, isn't it? You know, I mean, no, no matter what the price point is, but particularly at those higher level price points, you know, if that's a, you know, a luxury car or a luxury, luxury yacht, you know, some, something that's going to have, gonna have you know, a longer lead time and any, any kind of bespoke elements to it. Yeah, we totally agree with that. And you know, I know we're talking about virtual reality today, um, but we're looking uh, equally, we do augmented reality and mixed reality where you might have a, 
a, a lens which enables you to see a real product. That's something very popular in automotive, looking at cars and seeing how that physical object in front of you can be brought to life through an additional layer of, of visual effects. Um, so, so, you know, I think absolutely we would we typically see it as being relatively high value uh, interactions. And that's when it that's when it really started to deliver ROI. Obviously, while you've been talking, uh, we've, we've mentioned two words or two phrases, augmented reality and virtual reality. You know, just for the guys at home and, and, and me too, <laughs> who, uh, who don't understand the differences between those two. Can you, can you just flesh it out a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So a virtual reality experience is a, is a headset experience. Uh, where you are fully immersed in the world of the headset and the world of the content that, that, you're, that you're watching. Um, an augmented reality experience is where we are taking a real-world object and we're adding over the top of that a digital layer using typically some kind of uh, mobile device, okay. a smartphone. Um, it might be an iPad, it might be a smartphone, that kind of thing. Um, you know, the benefit of augmented reality is everyone's got a phone in their pocket and it's a very, very accessible technology. The benefit of Virtual reality is that it's far more immersive and therefore um, arguably more more memorable. Obviously, one of the things we were talking about earlier was how um, much virtual reality has come on, and that I guess you know people's concerns in the early days were that uh, you know, or, or not so much concerns, but expectations were that virtual reality would take over over you know day to day reality, and uh, you know there'd be you know parents and kids sat at home with the VR headsets on. I mean, obviously, we're not we're not there, but where do you see VR going ten years down the line, 15, 20 years down the line? I think we'll probably see it being uh, well. First of all, I think the hardware is going to get better. It's not the most. It's got better looking, but it's still. It's not the most attractive bit of kit. It's not the. It's not the most ergonomic thing to wear. We'll probably look back at this interview in ten years' time and go, "God, do you remember those, that weird headset we were wearing?" I, I, guess, I guess it'll be the, the, the equivalent of the old tellies in the plasmas. You know, that it, we'll be wearing sunglasses with VR built in. Exactly. The hardware is going to get far better. It will be um, easier to wear. Uh, more manageable, potentially the, the price point might come down even further or, or certainly the quality will improve. And I think what we'll probably see is that um, it'll, be, it'll become a, a very, very common part of our entertainment experiences, whether that's um, gaming or perhaps theme park type entertainment. It already is in, in good use in those areas, but it's going to get better and better. Um, the kind of experiences we'll be able to have there, I think will genuinely blow our minds and are starting to do so already. And then from a business point of view, I think it will, uh, again, as people become more used to the technology uh, and, and see better returns on the investments they're making as we start to learn where it helps to convert people, where it you know, helps to build um, sort of memorable brand experiences, uh, I think we'll just see more and more people using it. And again, as the, as the hardware gets a little bit smaller, I think people won't mind the idea of wearing a headset so much. Perfect. Listen, James, it's been super interesting, uh, if, 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 not, if, if not a little scary jumping off the, <laughs> off the diving board. But thanks a lot for being here. Thanks a lot for sharing this with the guys at home. Uh, you know, VR is, is obviously a lot more um, uh, what's the word, attainable than, than it was in the past. I mean, obviously not suitable to everyone's business, but ho hopefully you, know, you guys at home can think other ways that you can apply this to your business. And uh, if so, get in touch with James and Pebble Studios. So thanks a lot for being here. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers. Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycocks. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycocks. And we'll see you soon.